0: Welcome, welcome one and all to Maine Education Matters. My name is Matt.
1: And my name is Julie.
0: Julie, today we are talking about a wonderful day in 2021, which is February 17th, coming right up, and it's going to be a day full of work sessions and public hearings for the Education and Cultural Affairs Committee.
1: Is it wrong that I would also like you to know that it's Ash Wednesday, the start of Lent?
0: I don't think it's wrong. I think that what you're then saying is a, a, a fact about calendars.
1: Okay. I just want you to know, so I will be juggling many things on that day, but I will do so with excitement for the hearing and the work session.
0: Well, I'm glad to also know that we have people trained in the carnival arts uh, on our podcast. No (laughs) juggling. That's all I had. Uh, (laughs) They, it's all, It's always best when you have to explain the joke. That always is the is the is the optimum thing when you have I to explain that. the joke. So on the seventeenth, on Ash Wednesday, at ten o'clock, they will be the Education Cultural Affairs Committee will be doing their first work session. Now, if you remember, the work sessions are those meetings that they have after they've had the public hearing. They've heard all the testimony. They bring everything back. They hear from the legislative analysts, and they say, "Here's all the facts. Here's some of the things we found." And then the committee goes and decides to vote on the status of the bill, whether it goes forward or whether it dies in committee.
1: So this will actually be my very first experience because I think I had only attended a hearing with um, Matthew Shea one time. So what, can you give me a heads up? What What should I expect as I watch on Zoom on Wednesday afternoon?
0: You can expect a lot of discussions if it's anything like previous years a lot of discussions about blue sheets um blue sheets are these wonderful pieces of documentation that the analysts give out about which have facts and lines and legal things and here's all the stuff that they found Uh, they're never posted online anywhere i can't find them though you can't they're not anywhere um but it's all the ways in which the legal analysts go and Uh, provide the support for the education committee members to make their decisions Um, so what you'll hear is you'll hear discussion review of what happened in the public hearing you'll hear is there any statutory obvious statutory conflict and then the committee members will talk and they'll call a roll they'll call a vote and it'll be ought to pass ought not to pass ought to pass as amended ought not to pass as amended tabled There are a lot of different options. Um, You also, you won't hear, likely won't hear from people providing testimony because only people who are invited and asked to speak can speak at a work session, which you can go and watch them. And when we're in person, you you can go and sit there and and watch them in person, but you might not be able to get up and say anything.
1: Right. Do you know of anyone who's been invited to this first work session of the
0: I know that I haven't, and because I haven't been invited, I do not give any credence to this work session whatsoever, because I am the most important person and I should be invited to everything.
1: Historically speaking, <laughs> have you found the, um, the hearings or the work sessions to be more interesting?
0: Oh, by far the the public hearings are more interesting because you hear all, that's when all of the whack, I mean, completely sane and logical people come out and say things that are completely sane and logical.
1: I think you've been jaded by a previous experience. Uh,
0: From last I checked, even through all of the COVID uh, restrictions and madness, the two years ago, the immunization hearing 769, I believe it is 789. That's still happening in the downstairs bunker in the cross building, uh, the cardboard cutouts of the original ed committee members are still there. People are still lining up and giving testimony about why that shouldn't pass. So, you know.
1: Do you have, do you, do you harbor any guilt that Matt Shea read every single testimony for the immunization and you, did not read one. Any? Do you harbor any guilt for that?
0: Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> and, I, and I, what I actually love is the fact that I believe that I convinced him to read all those and then didn't read a thing. Oh. So there may have been some, well, I, that's not fair because I'm not convinced he actually read them either.
1: I know. I think I was giving him a lot of credit. I often do give yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah, probably too much. I know, but you know.
0: But he listens to this and he edits this. And so it's at this point, he'll probably add something snarky. And uh, he
1: tells you, he tells you he listens to it. He'd be the second person. Yes. yes. Would be. Uh, okay. So we we digress. We are talking about the work session on ash wednesday starts at one o'clock you can zoom in and watch if you so are so inclined as i will be
0: yep the work session i believe is actually at 10 a.m
1: oh yes and the hearing is at one o'clock
0: and they're going to be hearing so the, the three bills they've already heard is ld44 an act to establish the summer success pilot program fund ld55 an act to protect minority religious groups by eliminating the prior approval requirement for a school absence for a recognized religious holiday. And LD 104, an act to protect the health of student athletes uh, by requiring the establishment of procedures to report concussions. That's what they'll be doing work sessions on, deciding what the status of those those bills will be going forward.
1: See, I think that will be, much more interesting than the hearing. So I I was really surprised to hear you say that the hearings have been more um, sort of exciting to listen and watch in the past because I think I'm really anxious to see what they're going to do with the the summer pilot, especially where to us, it doesn't seem like 247,000 is very much money for the state of Maine.
0: No, but uh, you're, 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 I, I think the interest comes in, for, for me, it's, it's about to hear what people have to say about the bill and the, the ideas and the thoughts that when the bill was originally put into play, that wasn't thought of that wasn't conceived of, that like these little wrinkles that, oh, it's a great idea. However, when you look at it from this 360 degree perspective, it's like, oh, maybe this isn't such a good idea or this is far more complex than we actually probably thought it was. A simple idea is actually not no simple idea. That's the one lesson that I really learned from being on a school board for five years. Um, and also combine that with all my stuff with administration and years of teaching, there is no decision that's binary.
1: I felt how you just explained that. I feel that is the direction of the concussion de- data um, that has been proposed. Yeah. That that the person who and I can't remember who wrote that one. It was Representative Brennan. Representative yep. Brennan introduced it, um, and you. At surface level, yes, it makes a lot of sense. We need to be tracking this. But then when you hear the 10 testimonies or you read the 10 testimonials, there's a lot more to it and a lot more that needs to be considered. So I'm interested in hearing what comes of that. I think the religious holiday or yes, the religious holiday sort of amendment, um, I think that will go through without a hitch. What do you
0: think? I, I think that's gonna sail through. Yeah. I think that's gonna sail through it. will That'll probably be the easiest one on the day. Um, I actually think that summer success pilot program might have a little stumbling too, simply because of uh, some of the questions that came up in the testimony were all about, what about those districts that don't have people who can go and chase down grant funds?
1: Right.
0: How are they gonna have truly, not equal, but equitable access? Right. to those funds and because those are the districts that might really need the support versus other districts that don't but have the people to go and get those things
1: mm-hmm. you know or districts who don't have those community partners some of the partnerships that mm-hmm. i read about in the testimony were um it's it's just nice to see that there are those partnerships mm-hmm. i think it was um, stacyville in in the katahdin district um, which will be representative mccray's area i assume Um, talking about their support for it and how well and then again there was a teacher from Portland who wrote in testimonial support and I'm thinking that 247,000 or whatever it is is not going to go very far
0: yeah it it won't go very far Um, however I would also say that it's a step in a direction to really provide the support for the those kind of funds and those kind of um, programs in the future,
1: right.
0: which actually brings us to the public hearings. Look
1: okay. At, look, at,
0: look at that segue we just got into. It's almost um,
1: like we've done this a few times.
0: I think I think so. I mean, this is this is our well, it could be our first rodeo. I've, I've been I have been to a rodeo before. You have been to a rodeo?
1: I have.
0: They're they are wild. Yeah. They are wild. Um, I, I, I've i always felt like the, the, the most dangerous, worst job of the world is being a rodeo clown because their whole job is to distract the bull and to not get killed by it.
1: Well, I think that needs to be part of the concussion discussion. I can't get away <laughs> from the work session. <laughs> How so will rodeo clowns in Maine be?
0: <laughs> a whole subsection of the bill is about rodeo clowns. Um, Which will then lead to some legislator proposing a bill saying that we need to have rodeo clowning as part of our main learning results.
1: Yes, yes. All right, so 10 o'clock work session. I need to get this right. One o'clock hearing, and it will be similar to, this is the second hearing, correct?
0: This will be the second hearing, yeah. The
1: second hearing, and how many? bills are being
0: heard well i mean technically there are five bills however and let's get into that two of the bills and we'll get back to the grant thing in a second two of the bills are like 99.99 percent identical so uh two of those bills ld84 and i want you i want to listen everyone needs to listen carefully this is an emergency bill ld84 an act to increase the state share of the cost of health insurance for retired teachers. And LD 293, an act to increase the state's share of the cost of health insurance for retired teachers. The text in both bills is completely identical. The only difference is the state possessive?
1: Do you know how you're ready for, you know you're ready for a vacation when you're an educator?
0: How's that? It sounds like a Jeff Foxworthy bit and I'm in.
1: And eh, no it's not going to be that that good. Um, you told me about the apostrophe. You told me that there were two bills that were almost identical. I read both of those said bills three or four hours ago. I noticed that there were a lot of similarities, but not once did I think that they were. Like, it just it didn't dawn on me. That's how you know that you're in need of a vacation. Yeah.
0: So, L, let's, so LD84, the one without the possessive state, uh, presented by Representative Falkingham of Winter Harbor, co-sponsored sponsored by Senator Woodson of York, Representatives Drinkwater of Milford, Fecto of Augusta, Roche of Wells, and Stearns of Guilford. There are three whereases of which I'm very happy about because you have an emergency and act. It's relatively short and it's got a few whereas's. It's just not a resolve. It's almost a perfect bill. But it basically requires the state to pay 55% of retired teachers' share for the premium of group accident and sickness or health insurance after June 30th, 2021. And it removes some outdated language.
1: And the other? It's sponsored
0: by? It's sponsored by Representative Collings of Portland, co-sponsored by Senator President Jackson of rustic and this says that the bill requires the state to pay 55 percent of a retired teacher's share of the premium for a group accident, a sickness, or health insurance after June 30th, 2021. It also removes some outdated language. I mean, they are, like, literally, I'm looking at them going, flipping back and forth, and The parts that are new language are new in both. The parts that are removed language are removed in both. The difference, again, is the possessive. There are still three whereases. They're all the same. um, Is the way that the summary is worded. And I think that is completely due to the possessive state or the not possessive state.
1: I think you're giving that too much credence. (laughs) I think the biggest difference is in the sponsorship and... It will be interesting as this will be, I mean, representative Brennan of Portland has already introduced some bills, but this is the first bill we will see where a number of the committee members are listed.
0: Yes. And these are all going to get combined into one. Yeah. These are going to get, these are going to get, um, you know, one LD is going to go away and then probably the sponsors and co sponsored will just join in the other one. But this brings up that that issue that we've talked about with our our Bill Titles, Mr. Bill Titles uh, issue uh, episode, which is every legislator gets to put in a bill, and as long as it gets in through that with a cloture period or whatever it is, as long as it gets in there, it gets to be heard. But they don't talk to each other about these things. Mm -hmm. They don't have a Google Doc to put in there and say, this is what I want to do, and oh, I want to do this too, so we can all get together and do it. They don't do that. They just put it in and it gets its day it gets its hearing
1: well let me ask you this are those bills introduced before the committee members are announced like what comes first that's my question
0: the egg (laughs) i honestly i believe the committee members are established first i remember history correct because Because then all of those bill titles, at least, have to be in by like December 18th, 17th or so before the session starts. And so that the legislative council and things can get all that stuff put together. Um, That that, that seems right to me. It's somewhere around there. So I believe the committees are established first.
1: Well, I feel that there needs to be another step where an analyst looks at the redundancies and does something about it ahead of time because i think it's ridiculous i agree yes ridiculous
0: i i agree and i hope they listen to you julie because they they it's ridiculous it is ridiculous to have to have 250 plus bills or whatever it is on the on the docket and to have some of these that are literally identical language people are thinking the same thing but not able or have the willingness or or want or whatever language you want to put in there to just talk to each other to say this is what I want to do. We, there has to be a way to do this.
1: Matt, is it a what's the word I want? Is it a political thing where the sponsors of one bill may be from a Democratic slant and another one might be Republican? Is that why they haven't done this in the past?
0: I mean it 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 could very well be. I mean I'm looking at the LD 84 and I don't know if it's all, I mean, there's a lot of Republicans on there that I can tell. Um, I don't know about the, because Jackson, I don't know. Jackson,
1: I think, uh, the president, isn't he We're Democrat? I don't know, but. I,
0: I honestly don't know the, the political lining. The
1: uh, So let's put a fun little wager.
0: Sure, let's do it.
1: Um, so one of us will hang our hat on 80, is it 84? 84. The other one on one whatever it is whatever okay so you draw from a hat who gets what
0: so here's what and, I'm gonna do. All right.
1: and or we could do rock paper scissors i know people can't see us but
0: see so so i'm gonna i'm gonna nerd out for a second okay um because this is right up my alley because all around me what, what i'm one of the things i'm completely obsessed with in life is dungeons and dragons and playing with my friends and playing with family and whatnot. So right here on my desk, I have a D20, a 20-sided die right here. Okay. And what I'm, I'm going to do is I'm going to roll it. Now, how okay. do you want to do, do odds for you, evens for me? Or do you want to do 1 to 10 for you, 11 to 20 for me?
1: Um, I, I think you should be odds and I should be evens.
0: Fair enough. So <laughs> if, so if I, so odds, whoever gets it, chooses which one they want. Okay. Here we go. And I'm going to roll, and the roll, well, for those of those, uh, D&D fans, you will know, and I'm going to show Julie here, make sure, it is a 20. For D&D fans, that's a nat 20. That is like the best roll you could possibly get. So I, I mean, literally, I cannot believe that actually happened. So um, not only do you get to choose, but you just win. <laughs> just win. <laughs>
1: I do have good luck like that sometimes, Matt. So I want the one that has the most sponsors.
0: Okay. So Julie takes 84.
1: So if 84 is the one that emerges, you owe me a sour from Senator Daughtry's brewery. Sure. And spicy pickle chips. Okay. Okay.
0: And if 293 is chosen, you owe me a Maserati. Uh, a bet's a bet we never established established, uh, the threshold beforehand
1: where's matt shea when i need him i can't believe i fell for that
0: (laughs) i know really i chose a maserati i should have chosen a better car
1: all right stop um so sticking to the hearing conversation i was so excited to read about one of Representative Brett I think it was Representative Brennan's suggestions, which, give me another, what's another bill that they're going to Oh, the
0: amendments? About?
1: Maybe the amendments. I'm not talking about reading proficiency. There, oh. were, there was another one, the one about, or maybe this is the one to come and I got the one on the 24th. I'm sorry if I miss no, that up. No, you're fine. Hey, th- <laughs> what, what, a- what,
0: you're, what, you're, what you're very clearly showing is that we don't prepare.
1: Oh, that's, yeah, that's fine. Right? Because Um, we don't. Well, let me just prepare you that on the 24th, they are going to be hearing about when there are changes to mandated trainings, that there is a committee put together. And on that committee, it specifically states curriculum leaders.
0: Oh, well, uh, I think that's actually happening on the 17th.
1: Is it? So see, we are on the same page.
0: We are. We are that. So why don't we talk about that one right now. Okay, Uh, because quite frankly, you know, okay, so uh, changing insurance rates. uh, It's, it's, it's budget stuff. I don't get it. I get headaches. Um, So LD 278, which is an act to establish a process for the consideration and implementation of changes to mandated instruction for training or for in students. I, I really butchered the title of that one.
1: Yeah, you did because we're not, yeah, read that again, please.
0: An act to establish a process for the consideration and implementation of changes to mandated instruction or training for students. Again, LD 278 presented by Representative Brennan of Portland. Now, this bill was brought up last year. It was brought up, what it basically does is it, requi- it, it creates a committee and this committee will look at any, any kind of changes to the learning results or mandated instructional changes, or, you know, sometimes they think, you know, add this into teaching, add this into the teaching and learning these, these mandated the mandates, but they're also unfunded. They just say, go do it. And this committee, I believe is intended to take a pause at those to say, well, hang on a second. How can we do this? Is this actually needed? The one that sticks out in my head the most is cursive.
1: I was, j- I, I love one. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking.
0: Because th- that came up in the last session where you know every student by third grade had to be able to read and write cursive and then there'd be an assessment on cursive. And then it was, it became well, why is this even happening? Is this a real need? Um, and so these kind of bills come up a lot in the education committee. So the point is, to bring a joint standing committee or a committee together that is going to bring all different kinds of people together, including curriculum leaders, but also uh, let me see if like I can find the exact language in here. Uh, under uh, part two, the commissioner shall appoint members to the review committee, including teachers, administrators, content specialists within the department, a representative of statewide curriculum leaders to evaluate any proposals governed under subsection one, which talks all about what like I just said. Now Matt. Yeah.
1: If this were last year at this time, Mm -hmm. would curriculum leaders be part of that committee? Most likely not. I don't think so either. So, success for MCLA. Sure, right there. I
0: mean, there's that. That is that is a success for the Main Curriculum Leaders Association. Um, I were principals on that list. Administrators, yes, uh, teachers, administrators, and content specialists. Good. So how are you feeling about this, this bill?
1: I think I really like it. And, and it could be just because I'm swayed by how hard we've worked to get our, get a place at the table. So that, I don't know, again, I go back to what you said about cursive. Had there been a conversation with those in the field, those with expertise that. Sure. So. Yep. I like it. Are you upset because there are no whereases?
0: I'm not no, I well, I'm always upset when there are no whereas.es Okay. But I think that should just be standard practice. Um, however, then it diminishes the impact of the whereases when they do show up. It's kind of like, why can't we have, you know, birthdays every day of the year or something like that? Well, because then it diminishes the impact. I'm gonna add a little bit of salt to the sweetness here because I do have a couple of concerns with this bill. Um one concern that i have is that this is going to gum up the works in that if there are bills that are really meaningful and needed and impactful uh they might get kicked down the road and what we saw with the last year when the pandemic kind of hit is every bill just got cut they just got they stopped doing everything so that would mean another another one of these really important bills that might need more urgency um or importance or is, is necessary in terms of uh, timing for when it gets passed so that the state DOE has time to over the summer to prepare stuff and districts have time to prepare. A fear of mine is that by pushing it down the road because which brings up the second problem, you're forming a committee. You're forming a committee of administrators, teachers and content specialists and we already are stressed and to the gills maxed out with teacher availability, with sub availability, with um, administrator availability. So this is going to pull more educators out of the classrooms for long periods of time to look at bills that might, I'm just gonna say it, should never even been brought there to begin with. Mm So my concerns are, one, it could take something really important and kick it down the, kick it down the road when it really needs to happen, and get and it gets like stuck or lost in a committee, adding another an additional bureaucratic layer to an already overly burdened bureaucracy, while also burdening districts and students and classrooms because teachers and administrators are being pulled away willingly to attend to these. All right, So
1: here, here comes my sweet response. Yeah, I envision this committee being seven to twelve people who are mm-hmm. empowered because they are passionate about this type of thing. Okay, so they're they're you know they have experience with curriculum and instruction, and they're mm-hmm. passionate. Um, so I see that I see it as an empowering moment and not a burden, and with everything we've learned this year about how easy it is to meet via Google Meets or Zoom, um, I think that can take away some of the, the burden as well, and sure, I, I guess I'm envisioning that as it is written, perhaps if we were to provide testimony from Maine Education Matters, we would say, Um, we are neither for nor against with the caveat, yada, 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 that makes sure. So that's sort of what we're feeling right now about that.
0: Yeah. I think we see, we, I mean, I, I agree with you that there's so much potentially good that could come out of this. And I think that there are ways that it could be done. I agree. I think you're absolutely right. And the fact that, you know, that we have learned so much about connection over the last year in particular, should make a lot of that so much simpler. And it kind of, well, basically just, like just destroys a lot of my point, which I'm okay with um, because it's, it's just a concern of mine. Um, I valid think- Valid concern though, Matt. I think, well, the, yeah, it's my concern. So how valid could it be? And <laughs> I, I just hope that they, as they're talking about these things, they bring those into consideration. In general, I think that this is a fine idea I just hope that it just doesn't add, just doesn't gum up the works mm. even more than it can already be gummed up. Mm. You know. Yeah.
1: But we'll follow it.
0: Absolutely. This is this is a this is a really important one for in terms of instruction and curriculum. Um, this is to to come out of the gates in the second public hearing to have this one come out. It's great, which I'm actually really happy about because if they can get it passed early on, they can start establishing this committee and have it in committee, have this committee established during this session, potentially, which would be a good thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just, it's just the logistics sometimes get overwhelming to me.
1: Right. So I'm, I'm, I may be off my dates yet again, but I'm wondering, is there a bill being heard that you might provide some personal testimony for? Oh sure. What's coming up? Um. Which one? It which, which one? It pulls at your heartstrings.
0: Well, there's actually one on that particular day.
1: Really? I
0: I haven't decided if I'm going to provide um, testimony for it per, per, for, for it yet, but listeners of this podcast know, uh, people know me know that I am a staunch believer and supporter of computer science education in the state of Maine. I believe that looking at just labor market data going forward, you see all the emerging markets in Maine and some of the, the top most likely markets are going to have some kind of either STEM or computer science component deeply embedded into it. And so we need to be building computer science intentionally into our curriculum, K through 12, uh, across the board. And it should be done, it should be in places regardless of access, regardless of I I believe it should be part of our standards is what I really believe. Um, But that's a huge hill to climb. That is a massive hill to climb and it won't get climbed that easily. What has to happen, and I think that the state's plan for this is actually really smart because they came out with a plan that's going to do what I'm hoping would happen with NGSS or Next Generation Science Standards. When the Next Generation Science Standards came out, you know, all this, the mains was still on their old main learning results standards. But so many districts began adopting the next gen science standards that it became an issue of capacity. The original, the first time it came up in front of the legislature to move to the next generation science standards, it got killed in the caucus. It got killed in one of the party's caucuses um, as they found out that things like climate change and evolution were major or co- components of it. And so they just said, nope, we're not going to do this anymore. Um, that is hearsay, but that's I did hear it from a person who was in the room. Um, but when it came back a couple of years later, 70% of the districts in Maine, 80% of the districts in Maine were already doing the next generation science standards. So my hope is that the state plan for computer science will help support districts to build the capacity to build it in to then say in a couple of years hey look at how much computer science is happening we need direction we need these standards here which brings us to ld-127
1: perfect segue
0: a resolve an emergency resolve so we're really really well to establish a pilot program to provide grants for professional development and computer science instruction. Okay, we have an emergency. We have a resolve. We have computer science. So we have four whereases. The summary is a sentence long.
1: Did you receive consultancy fees on this? Did they consult with you on this bill?
0: I can neither confirm nor deny.
1: Something's a little fishy.
0: Uh, Four
1: whereas.
0: It's presented by Senator Pouliot of Kennebec, who I actually know has also been a very uh, staunch supporter of computer science in the state of Maine. And what this does is it establishes a two-year pilot program to provide grants for professional development of computer science and, uh, instruction. And I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm fully in love with this bill. Same way I'm not fully in love with the summer school grant bill. Because... One, there's no fi- uh, there's no fiscal note to this one yet, and two, it's the whole grant thing
1: again. Mm-hmm. Was well, district- that the bill that said that mentioned possibly receiving um, support from businesses or donors? Is that somewhere near the bottom? I read. I think it is. I found yep. that pretty interesting. What is the wording on that, Matt? Do you have uh, it right
0: there? Sure, I do. Uh, Section five, fund established, resolved. Quote, that the professional development grant pilot program fund is established as a non-lapsing fund under the Department of Education for the purpose of receiving funds from the state, federal, and other sources, including donations from private citizens, corporations, and entities for the purposes of this resolve. The department shall distribute any available funds in the fund fund, to support the purposes described in this resolve. Upon distribution of all funds, the fund is dissolved.
1: Hmm.
0: So... Which again, the financial component of it is a bit concerning, but it's a step. It's a step in the direction to build the capacity. So I hope they discuss things like equity, mm. they discuss things like access to the funds.
1: Mm.
0: What are your thoughts on this one? Well, a lot on
1: it. I am not as passionate about computer science as you are. But I am passionate about students learning and becoming their, you know, the best selves they can be. And I think in Maine, we we want to have a strong a strong road of access to computer science. So I, I support it. And like you, I would like to see the step taken. Yes, I'm sure we'll make mistakes, but let's take the step and start the conversations.
0: Cool. We have one more to do to to talk about today, which is LD 138, an act to increase student reading proficiency. This is presented by Representative Brennan of Portland, and the bill directs the Commissioner of Education to establish benchmarks for reading proficiency for elementary students. The benchmarks must provide that by 2025, 75% of students entering grade four will be proficient in reading, and we have no other news to go along with this. Right,
1: uh, that's not true. Yeah, it's not true. That's not true. That's yeah. not true.
0: Uh, so, what's going on with this bill?
1: Um, when I first read the bill back when I was preparing for our bill titles conversation, I ha- my initial thought was one of I was kind of scared. I I didn't mm. um, I I didn't like it, but knowing that it's coming from a place of good intention and especially knowing what you're about to share, I'm I'm a little bit warmer towards it.
0: Yeah, I remember the road to hell was paved with good intentions.
1: <laughs> you really are the salt to my sweet. I am,
0: I, I really am. I am. This, and,
1: is, this is why this is a
0: much better pairing than me and Matt because Matt and I are both just too salty.
1: Well, I don't know, but I just, let's do, let's give a shout out to our dear friend, Stephanie, for, she's the one who coined that salt and sweet sort of
0: <laughs> She did. So, analogy. so, so part of the concern, like when, when this bill came out, a lot of the ed orgs, the MEA or MPA and main, and main curriculum leaders, et cetera, they read this summary, they read this and went, oh no, hang on a second, because benchmarks must provide that By 2025, 75% of students entering grade four will be proficient in reading. And some of us who have been around teaching since the year 2000, 2001-ish might remember a little thing called the No Child Left Behind Act and Adequate Yearly Progress. And these things that said by this particular date, every student will be at this level of proficiency and oh no, we're going back to that. And so some folks had some conversations and, what we have is um, a bit of a scoop. We have a scoop? A bit of a scoop. We have some information. Wow, that's exciting. Um, Our sources tell us,
1: sources. We have sources.
0: That uh, when this comes up on on the 17th, the first thing that's gonna happen is uh, they're gonna come up, Representative Bram is gonna come up and said, yep, we wanna strike the bill and replace it with the following. Already, I'm on board. Okay, we're gonna strike it and replace it. Already, great. Love hearing this. I love it when they do this stuff. Let's see what it is. And it starts off resolve. Okay, so we're back to another resolve. Wonderful. Regarding reading proficiency data analysis. Okay, uh, there are no whereas's, which is a which is a uh, which is again I have to talk to Representative Brennan about this. I think this is two resolves now that there are no whereas's. So. have to have a sit down chat.
1: He missed that meeting. Mm -hmm.
0: The Department of Education shall conduct an analysis of reading assessment measures, locally established benchmarks, reading achievement data available between spring of 2021, fall of 2022, and reading instructional programs and resources being utilized by SAUs. The department's examination shall focus on which measures, programs, resources, evidence-based practices, and educator supports are yielding student growth. And they'll report out by January first 2022 so instead of saying hey every kid has to be 75 percent by this date they're saying "Uh, how about you get us some information and not just on standardized assessment data this is the part that i love the most about it it's measures programs practices and supports that are yielding student growth the word growth is in there not achievement, right. which is just, it's, it's music to my ears. Uh, my heart is full of song and I have ascended to cloud nine.
1: On that note.
0: <laughs> so, that, so that will be happening on the 17th. Those are the, it's a work session in the morning, public hearing in the afternoon, five bills that day and you can, of course, listen to those things live. You can go to their, their website. There's a YouTube page to watch it live because they'll be doing it all through Zoom. And we will have plenty of links and things available for you to follow along on our Twitter page. Oh, wait, nope. Before we do this, I, om- I almost did it again.
1: You did. did
0: again, but I caught myself. We have some Lady Smythe shout-outs.
1: I actually only have one Lady Smythe shout-out today, but it is to a number of people. Okay. And my Lady Smith shout out is going to the DOE assessment team. Okay. I do not think I do not think it has been very easy to be the DOE assessment team <laughs> these days. And they have graciously started office hours. Oh. They have graciously embraced the Voldemort reference to the unnamed assessment they named and it though what they named it they did
0: they did in, a, in, a, in an email that went out they said yeah they well, sent I, the letters
1: okay i'm i'm kind of behind up. when did that email go
0: but they, they didn't say this is definitely what it is oh. like, the contract has been signed and everything but they said the contract negotiations with this company and oh, it was labeled yeah. out are, are still ongoing so it's like oh well they actually finally named it i'm not going to say it here because
1: no it's it's more fun to refer to it as the unnamed but anyways i'm so proud of them and i just want to give them a shout out because it cannot be easy and they are trying to over communicate to hear concerns Mm. to bring on great people to support them through this and i i just i'm i'm very appreciative yet again of the main doe but today i want to recognize the assessment team for knowing that they don't have all the answers but at least trying to provide us some you know the support and know that as soon as they can provide answers um they will be
0: right so and for for those you know, not who may not be so aware or, or like to think about history if you go back to the year 2012 to now eight nine years later this will be our fourth statewide assessment for grades three through eight Mm. we had kneecap we had smarter balanced we had the empower which went through three iterations Mm. um and now we're going to be going into this voldemort um style
1: of which they're saying it will at least be two years so people aren't too crazy
0: about that but at, at least two years and they're establishing a committee to look into it and try to re-establish and redesign what the assessment system looks like so i, I think that's that's fantastic so the, the amount of work that they've tried to do to to create a valid and reliable assessment system in eight years when there's been so much in flux is it, it is you know you got to give them a break got to cut them some slack and you got to be like yep okay Let's have some context. And I, I, I think this is a, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm totally on board with a shout out.
1: Does that mean you haven't been on board with some of my shout outs?
0: I will neither confirm nor deny.
1: <laughs> well, thank you for remembering this time. So shout out main DOE assessment team under, I just have to say her name. I just love it. Under the direction of Jeanette Kayek. <laughs> How did I do with that?
0: I, I, will let, I will let the masses decide. Okay. The, the, the three people who listen. The two to
1: people. Oh, you think three. Oh, I think two. Okay.
0: Well, I, yeah. Well, I force, I force at least one of my children to listen to it every week. It puts them to sleep right away.
1: I can't even do that. But.
0: Uh, but if you wanted to get in touch with us and tell us that you actually listen or that you intentionally don't listen to us, let us know on Twitter at Matters.
1: Or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Maine Education Matters.
0: And with that, we will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening. Awesome.
1: Thanks, Matt.